Welcome back, everyone. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Senior Portfolio Manager with Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management and partner at LLC Private Wolf. Thanks for joining us again this week for our tactical portfolio weekly updates. Uh, obviously, wasn't uh, we haven't had a couple of weeks of updates given the holidays and uh, out west here, obviously some unusual weather. Uh, but we're back to back to normal. So do join us every Tuesday. We're going to. Uh, give you an update on what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the portfolios, uh, and where we see things kind of headed for the uh, for the week. And, and today we're going to do a little bit of, of looking ahead for, for the month, or sorry, for the year, just because uh, we're into the new year and we haven't done an update in a couple of weeks since uh, since late December. So with that, let's uh, let's start things off by as always keep in mind everything we cover in these videos uh, or anything we put out is uh, for educational purposes only. Uh, always reach out to us, go to mycommoney.com. You can book an appointment directly there with me. Uh, you can see our other videos. Uh, you can email or even call, happy to talk to you. Uh, go through your particular situation, make sure what we, uh, some of the strategies we're covering off here uh, fit in your plan or in your strategies uh, or do your own due diligence, uh, but make sure you check things out because um, you wanna make things make sure things fit into your portfolio. So with that, we'll jump into things. Uh, obviously, December kind of finished off on a negative note. We did not get the Christmas rally, the Santa rally that we sometimes see in the markets. Um, most of that negativity, though, I think was uh, really uh, centered around tax law selling, uh, as we did send out to everybody uh, on our list, uh, some tax tips in, uh, in late 2022. And one of them was to take advantage of those kind of capital losses in 2022 because you can file back three years of your tax return. So, you know, 2021 was some big capital gains years. And if you had some tax loss selling, you could uh, claim those losses, refile for 2021 uh, and get some of that tax money back or even, cap, you know, uh, lock in those losses uh, and, and use them for, for future tax years uh, and future capital gains. So there was quite a bit of that in December. So that pretty much was driving what was going on in the markets. And of course, of course, with lower volumes in December, which is which is only natural, that led to uh, some negativity in the markets. Uh, the markets overall ended uh, ended pretty pretty rough for the year. Uh, I think the last number I saw for the S and P five hundred was just about minus nineteen percent. And Nasdaq was worse, over twenty, and, and the TSX kind of in those ranges as well. So you know, all in all. Think about last year is about a minus 20 year for the market. So as far as the tactical portfolios go, uh, we were really happy. They held in pretty strong throughout the year. Um, actually, we're almost moving to a positive note going into December, pulled back a little bit then in December, but overall did quite well, hung in very strong. We still have a strong cash position in the portfolio that is allowing us to take advantage of these dips, take advantage of uh, some of this lower pricing. Uh, and also that cash position is now earning uh, some great dollars thanks to the interest rate hikes we saw last year. If we looked at the beginning of 2022, uh, the cash in the portfolio was earning around 1%, maybe just above that. Uh, and we're getting almost five, uh, about four or four and three quarters, just shy of four and three quarters on the cash positions right now in the portfolio. So, so that's doing at least working, you know, paying some strong interest. Uh, and we'll cover off some more positions in there where we're seeing, uh, you know, really great dividend or cash flow out of the companies, even if we're not seeing the capital upticks uh, that we'd like in the markets uh, that, that's, uh, you know, due to the weakness uh, that's going on out there. Uh, 
So let's talk a little bit about where we are and where we're headed. January did start off with a pretty good start. Uh, the market's being a bit more bullish, that tax loss settlement kind of uh, behind, uh, behind us. Uh, and in our portfolios, we did a lot of tax, tax loss selling as well. So, you know, I don't want to blame the, the, the general trend that, you know, was a wise thing to do. But January, uh, we've seen things start off pretty strong. Uh, a little pause uh, this morning uh, on Tuesday uh, in, in, in that, that strong start to, to the markets. Nothing negative or not overly negative today. Uh, really, what we've, what we've seen is uh, a big surprise in the job numbers. So the, uh, the, uh, the new job uh, creation numbers came out for both Canada and the U.S., and they were stronger than expected, meaning you know the economy hasn't slowed down as much as maybe the uh, the central banks want them to, uh, or what they were trying to do with those interest rate hikes. The unemployment numbers fell for both countries. I, I don't think that's a huge concern, but the market's certainly taking a little bit of pause to analyze those numbers and and, and kind of see what what that means as far as uh, more interest rates going forward. Uh, we did see a little bit more hawkish, hawkish language out of the uh, out of the U.S. central banks. Canada had indicated in December that they were going to ease uh, ease more on those interest rate hikes, uh, maybe even in pause. Uh, so we'll have to see how they they come out and and, and look at those uh, those job numbers and whether they uh, they do more hikes again. Um, you know, given they were a bit stronger, but I think it was more of a blip. I think you know we we're doing a little bit of catch up. Uh, on, on those on those higher numbers at the end for the end of the year, uh, and we're, we're probably going to go back to the trends that the central banks were expecting, which is, you know, again move into uh, a higher unemployment rate, not crazy high, but definitely higher than we are right now, and uh, and so again get back to the slowing or even pausing the interest rate hikes. Uh, moving forward so uh and, and that leads into kind of the recession story so you know are we in a recession we've talked about it in the past hard to tell uh until you're you're, you're nine months in and even that is not always a straight line sometimes we have these little pauses uh and that can can stall the idea of a recession but that doesn't mean the economy is not slowing down dramatically uh and that's really what we're watching for is what the economy is doing uh, and and you know whether uh, whether we can orchestrate that soft land and where you know we we just touch a recession or actually never dip into an official recession but still slow the economy down and and uh, you know get things turned around. We are still seeing some positive growth in the uh, in the overall economic picture. Uh, still a lot of overhangs, uh, and then a lot of them you got to look outside the economics these days because one of the big things, especially when we're talking around the inflation. Uh, where we've seen the numbers turn around with inflation on most goods, if you look at consumer goods, if you look at, um, you know, most indexes, even fuel, uh, all those things out there uh, have, have come off their highs. We've seen the inflation number, inflationary numbers dropping. Uh, but the one area that really hasn't come down too much, uh, or in some cases not at all, is food prices. And obviously that's a big impact on people's uh, uh, spending. Uh, and it hits them really hard at home, and it's a big number also in the uh, inflationary index. Uh, but we have to look outside the economics on that. Obviously, the war was a big impact on that in 2022, but also weather, right? We, we've seen a prolonged droughts. Uh, we're seeing extreme storms. We've, we've seen that, you know, last year here in BC, of course, we were hit with that, that um, massive rainstorm that took out the highways and a lot of our farmlands. Now, California this week has been... Hit with that, uh, what do they call it? The the uh, 
atmospheric river, atmospheric bomb uh, that uh, is, is affecting uh, food prices, especially in North America, but around the world. So that's another aspect that we don't really always look at in the economic picture. But when we talk about agricultural costs, uh, obviously that's a big impact that we have to keep a, a really close eye on uh, and how that's going to play out in, in inflation for 2023. So what do we need to turn things around? Obviously, we need to have inflation uh, under control. We need to see, you know, see the central banks. Uh, pause or at least slow uh, their, their outlook on interest rate hikes. And hopefully, as I've been talking about, hopefully in 2023, actually see maybe some small cuts to those, those rate hikes that we saw uh, in 2022. We need to start seeing that. Haven't really seen that come around yet. So uh, we do we do expect, uh, as predicted last year, we talked about you know this first quarter still being bumpy, but that doesn't mean that there's not opportunities out there. So what are we seeing in this kind of bumpiness and this volatility? Uh, well, you know, we're really digging into the sectors and seeing where the opportunities are there. Obviously, tech is, was hit the hardest in 2022. Uh, a lot of people are uh, really focusing on that to turn around. And I agree, it is a great sector where we're going to see uh, probably some good growth once we get through things. I still think it's too early. Uh, and, I, and if you're looking for an indication of that is the layoffs in the tech sector have just started. Uh, we're seeing more and more every day. Google, who infamously does not like to do too many layoffs, you know, doing some uh, some big, uh, big numbers this week or announcing big numbers this week uh, and other companies, you know, following suit. So we're still seeing a lot of layoffs in that that arena. Uh, we still uh, we haven't seen a ton of demand uh, kind of picked up uh, around uh, those services uh, and still a lot of concerns. So I still think it's early on tech, but it is volatile. If you're, you know, in the portfolios, keep an eye for us to do some more dynamic trading. So more in, take advantage of a run up, ease off again, uh, and then, you know, maybe go back in again to some of those names, because we are going to see that that volatility of technology as it tries to find stable ground. Uh, oil has been a bit more volatile than we expected for the for the end of the year. It is picking up steam again going into this year. Again, the, 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 the theme there is pretty much the, the what if there is around Russia and, and where they're going to backdoor their supply into the world and at what price they're going to put it in at. So keeping a close eye on that, still see some, some strength in demand versus supply there. Um, but we don't see that pass this year. I do see things kind of tapering off. Uh, I won't dive too much into that. I, I think that deserves its own video because uh, we have, we got we have to dive into you know global demand around uh, oil and gas uh, or fossil fuels in general uh, and this push towards more green technology or renewable technologies. Uh, and of course, as we mentioned before, that takes time to get up and running and get that infrastructure in place. So you we have now had a couple of years since you know countries have started focusing on that. So we're we're getting closer and closer to that transition, or again, not complete transition, but you know where it's going to start to weigh a little bit more impact on the demand on fossil fuels. So uh, I won't dive into that today, just for interest of time. But if you're interested, as I said, give me a call. Go to micamoney.com, follow our videos. I'll I'll, uh, I'll try to do a one-off. Uh, just on that topic alone. The other sectors, we're seeing some, some weaknesses, uh, obviously consumer discretionaries and even some consumer uh, staples as people being a, become a bit more frugal on their spending. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the, the cost of food uh, increasing is impacting a lot of families uh, around the world, especially here in North America. Uh, so that spending starts to decrease a little bit. 
uh, consumer uh, sooner discretionary. So those are you know kind of the the wish list items, kind of the high ticket items. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, of people backing off on those. So you know, be careful in those sectors. They're going to continue to see uh, you know pressures this year. Uh, you know, the big ticket items, obviously, the cost of financing is higher, so people are, are less likely to to go after those. Uh, and then on the even on the consumer uh, staple side of things, you know, uh, keep in mind, people are cutting back or or saving. If you look in the portfolio, we still have uh, some grocery positions there with Amal Kushtar, uh, but we also have dollar store. So we're still looking at people you know, being more frugal, looking for better deals, uh, even on those fronts. As far as positions in the portfolios, uh, we really like how the portfolio is, is, is positioned, but I'll, I'll highlight a few. I know there's been a lot of questions around the fixed income side of things last year. Uh, the bonds, we have a couple of PIMCO positions, PIMCO being one of the largest uh, institutional traders in the world around fixed income. Uh, those portfolios are still incredibly high quality. Yes, they're down uh, when we look at their, 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 their car, the cost base uh, compared to where they're trading right now in the portfolios. Uh, but that's mostly because the lack of volume in the bond market. Pretty much the volume left uh, in fears of the bond market. Um, but we're still confident they're very high quality. They're very short term. There's nothing you know really long term in those portfolios. Talk to the managers on a regular basis. Uh, they are paying us over nine and a quarter percent while we hold those. So you know, assuming that so those portfolios snap back to their 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 face value, which. That's what bonds do. They're kind of like a GIC, only they do trade. So you do see that, that volatility of the trading market. But as we hold those positions uh, and they, they go closer to maturity, they're going to snap back closer to their face or their intrinsic values. Uh, but while we're waiting, we are collect, collecting almost that nine and a quarter percent on both those positions. So don't worry about those in the portfolios. I still really love them. Uh, they're going to pay off you know, really well for us in, in the near, hopefully, you know, within a few months, uh, we see that uh, shore up as, as I mentioned, the uh, uh, the softening of the central bank's interest rate movements. Uh, we'll start to see that market pick up again. But in the meantime, we are collecting that interest rate. So still really love those. In the portfolios, we're seeing a lot of activities, uh, corporations, especially on the restructuring front. Uh, you probably saw your Brookfield uh, position in the portfolio uh, spinoff uh, last month, uh, end of December. Uh, and that was, we had Brookfield Asset Management. Brookfield uh, spun off the asset management part of the company, actually. So they spun off some shares, new shares, also called Brookfield Asset Management, but they were just the asset management side of things. And also uh, we kept in the portfolio the uh, Brookfield Corp. So the parent company that owns Brookfield Asset Management and a more diverse uh, uh, group of companies, which was the original position we held. They just spun out the asset management side of it. So uh, so we saw that in the portfolios uh, was positive. Uh, we still uh, still like Brookfield, uh, still, so still looking good. Uh, we're also probably going to see that. Well, we are going to see that in the J Johnson & Johnson position this year. So Johnson & Johnson last year announced that uh, they were going to spin off the pharmaceutical to uh, from the uh, from the uh, kind of the health uh, product line uh, um, in uh, 2023. So uh, they're just working on that restructuring. They're doing filing this month. So we'll get more information on what that's going to look like. But basically, you're going to end up with two Johnson and Johnson positions or whatever they're going to name those. Um, one being the pharmaceutical, one being kind of the consumer goods, 
uh, and we'll see what those as we get more details on that, see how we're going to uh, manage that position, but it should be positive in the portfolio so we continue to like it. I want to follow up a little bit on also on the Algonquin position that we had last year in the portfolio. So Algonquin was still a, a really good company that uh, that we we really liked in the portfolio. Obviously took a bit of a hit last year uh, on the stock price. We did sell out of it uh, because uh, we felt there's more shoes to drop. We haven't moved back into it yet. Still watching it closely. It's a power company out of Ontario. Mostly their business is renewable and unregulated. Uh, so, you know, uh, a, a kind of a great business uh, to, to be in. It's all in the right uh, parts of the market as far as um, tailwinds go and outlooks go. Uh, they mostly got hit uh, a, a bit on, uh, the, they did an acquisition or they were working towards an acquisition last year to buy up a, a competitor in the United States. Uh, and that, that, that deal, obviously with the markets going down, was going to cost them a little bit more uh, than they originally uh, thought, uh, you know, given that valuations went down, uh, but also the carrying costs or the financing costs of that went up with interest rates. So markets didn't like that. That's mainly what we saw um, uh, the, the stock price get in hit. Um, they still want to move forward. As far as we know, there is a call coming up uh, with uh, with management uh, where I'll, I'll, I'll get more details uh, later this week. Uh, but still looking to move forward on that, that, to that acquisition as, uh, as far as last reported. Um, the regulators did block that in the United States. Uh, so they're, they're looking at what they need to do to satisfy the regular regulators' requirements in order to follow through with that acquisition. Uh, which should be very creative uh, for, for the company. Uh, we did like it last year, uh, obviously got impacted uh, you know, by the end of the year before the deal could close. Uh, but overall, we, we liked it for the firm. Um, but, uh, but given kind of the, uh, the current conditions, uh, this might be an op uh, opportunity for them to opt out. If they do go through, it looks like they'll have to sell one of their other divisions. Uh, and we really need to get some more details on that because the division that they that most likely that they would sell would actually move them away from you know being more renewable and also put them a little bit more toward the the regulated side of things. So that might impact their their finances. So we're keeping a really close eye on that. Uh, I still think uh, depending on what management's paths they're going to go for, we might go back to that position. Uh, and obviously they are going to cut their dividend. Um, from where it is today, about half where it is today. That's a bit priced in, so we're not concerned about that, but we are waiting for that to be an official announcement uh, so we know exactly where uh, where things are headed on that front. So that's pretty much uh, kind of what's going on in the portfolio. Everything else is chugging along really well. Uh, we do have those cash positions that we're looking to take advantage of uh, in, in this kind of first quarter of volatility. Our plan is still assuming nothing changes get that cash to work here at these lower levels in the first quarter uh, and take advantage of, uh, of some, uh, some ramp up. Uh, as far as our, our weekly updates, as mentioned, we are going back to a weekly format so you can catch us on here. If you want to catch us on a replay, of course, we always send out the links for the replay and also on our podcast where you can listen to it. Uh, and we also are going to start up uh, again this year, follow up from last year, uh, continue with the Mike on Money topics. Uh, and you might have also seen that we now also have my partner, Harold Leishman, put out, uh, you know, uh, new videos on um, on venture markets and, and updates uh, on different opportunities in that. 
uh, with one recently on some changes to the venture finance, which definitely benefits investors who are looking at that arena where uh, you don't get locked up or you don't have the mandatory four-month hold anymore under certain conditions. So I recommend you go check those out. It also will be on the same channel uh, where you can uh, find all those at mikeonmoney.com or on our website. You'll also find Harold's uh, videos on there as well. So with that, everyone, take care. Remember to reach out with any of your comments, uh, questions, uh, and ideas that you might have for us to cover on here. We always welcome those. Uh, and with that, I wish you a good week and a happy new year and a great start uh, to 2023. Thanks, everyone. Take care.